welcome to Soulful Sessions, the show that creates a space for people to chat openly about spirituality, personal growth and share their life experiences. We care about allowing people to open up authentically and share their soul. I hope you'll join me on this journey of bringing authentic and conscious content to the world through the voice of my incredible guests. If you love our stuff, remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit us up at SoulfulBod on Instagram. Do you want to introduce yourself to everyone who's going to be listening today? Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Tracy. I'm based in Hong Kong. I'm very happy to be here and to have a conversation with Emma. Okay, so I think obviously human design, a lot of people might have heard of it, but do you want to give them a little rundown on, you know, briefly on the history and actually, you know, what what is human design? So I came across human design, I think around seven years ago. I was trying to understand what this spirituality. So I came across different teachings and different modalities, and one of them is human design. The more I know about human design, the more fascinated I was by it because it gives so much validations and support to an individual. And it this gives so much compassion and understanding for us to understand each other. When someone asks me, like, what is human design? Usually what I would tell them is that it is a tool to help you to understand who you are and it's also a tool for you to understand each other. We all have that desire to kind of really understand who we are behind everything um, and also how we can better interact with other people. Yes, and I think that a lot of time why we argue with each other is because we don't understand each other and it's normal because I'm not you, right? So it's pretty much impossible for us to like 100% understand each other and I think what amazed uh, a lot of people is human design actually give you the language so you can explain yourself to each other and give you the language and the tools for you to understand the other individuals. And that's so important. I'm not you, you're not me. We have such different cultures, we have such different lifestyles, we work, have different professions. So understanding each other on such a deeper level is so important. Exactly. So how has human design personally helped you? When I first studied my own human design chart, I discovered that I am a projector. And so the very first thing that I know through human design is as a projector, I need to be invited before I share my guidance. And this helped me tremendously because before I know human design, I'm the kind of girl that likes to give people advice, even though they don't want to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) I think so many people can relate to that. (laughs) From my standpoint, I'm just trying to help you. But I didn't realize that they didn't actually want to hear it. I didn't recognize it. Like no matter how many years I've lived, (laughs) I still don't have that awareness. But because of human design, I finally understand, okay, so that's why people, that's why people react when they hear my advice in a negative way. (laughs) (laughs) Because... 
So for people that obviously don't know, can you sort of give us a rundown on, on the different types of human design that you see on a broad, broad spectrum, you know, what sort of type of people. So, you know, you've got generator, manifesting generator, and just sort of some background on, on those so people can understand these kind of different profiles. So you can think of like uh, human design sort of divide people into five categories. So the very first category is there's no, I'm, I'm going to say is manifesto. So manifesto comprises of 8% of the populations. And then the other categories is generators. Emma, you are a generator. And then the third one is manifesting generator. And then the fourth one is projector. And the last one is reflector. So uh, manifesto are the one of the rare types. You can see that only 8% of the populations are manifested. And they are powerful human beings and they are here to initiate. And if you are listening to it and then you find out that you are a manifester, the very first thing that human design would tell a manifester is to learn to just tell people what you're going to do and then go do it. Just inform other people and then just go do it. And a lot of time I find this advice is really helpful for a manifester because a lot of manifester that I come into contact with, they have a tendency to ask people what they need to do. This tendency actually will cause them to lose their power. I'm not so sure why, but most of the manifester I know, they, they somehow have this tendency of always asking people what they should do. But this is actually detrimental to them. So usually what I would tell them is, okay, from today, you start, just go do whatever you want to do. But remember to just inform others, inform the people that might be affected by your actions and then just go do it. I always encourage them to go do it. I always tell them, is this just a small change? But I guarantee that you will see a big difference. Most of the time, when they come back, they will tell you, okay, Tracy, you you are right. It really does make a huge difference. People, it's just amazing when I tell people that what I'm going to do, I thought people was going to stop me, but actually they just cooperate. Because they've understood like how to behave in a certain way, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then for the generator and the manifesting generator, they are pretty much similar. But there's some a little bit difference. But for right now, I'm just going to categorize them in the same category. So for the generator and the manifesting generator, the most important thing for you guys to do what lights you up. A lot of time for a generator and the manifesting generator, they will share that they have the feeling that if they are doing something that lights them up, they have the energy. They actually feel like the whole body lights up. They actually feel the energy going on in the body and they can go on doing whatever they want to do forever until the batteries dies out and they need to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you resonate with that? I can resonate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they are forced to do something that they don't want to do and they feel like, okay, they, they feel like they're, somebody's dragging them (laughs) (laughs) to do something and yeah they do have the energy to do it but they don't want to do it and they feel so drained and they feel exhausted and no matter how much they sleep it's still very exhausting so if you find out that you are a manifesting generator and a or a generator what you can do from now on is to just do what makes you happy, what lights you up, what excites you. 
And I always said that if you are a generator or a manifesting generator and you truly want satisfaction and success and abundance in life, just do what you want, what you love. And if you can keep doing only what you love, abundance, success and satisfaction will find you. If you really look into success book outside, you will see a bunch of books telling people that if you want to succeed, do only what you love and delegate anything that you don't want to do to other people. I think there's a tons of books telling people why they should do it. Just do what you love and delegate what you don't want to do to other people. And when I uh, see those books, I thought it's such a validation for generators and manifesting generators. Totally. Yeah, and I know that like sometimes life is not perfect and we all have to do what we don't want to do sometimes, right? <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, definitely. So in that situation, and if you're a generator, go do it because this is your obligations. But for example, you know that the next hour that you have to do something that you, that you don't want to do, then you can organize your day and to do something that you like afterwards to balance the energy. I like that. That's great. And the differences between the generator and the manifesting generator is manifesting generator are meant to be multi-passionate. And so they are not meant to just focus on one thing. And for a manifesting generator, it's really hard for them to just pick on one thing and focus on it. It's really hard for them. So if you are a manifesting generator, also just do what you want to do, what lights you up. And don't force yourself to just focus on one thing. Lots of manifesting generators, when they hear this, they will feel such a relief because for them to just pick one thing to focus on is so hard. Growing up, they always hear people telling them that, okay, if you want to succeed, just focus on one thing. Or, Emma, don't put your attention on so many little things, different things. You won't be succeed. You just have to pick one thing and focus on it. And they feel so much struggle inside of them because anything that they pick feels wrong because they don't want to just pick one thing. They want to do everything. And so it's very healthy for them to have multiple projects going on at the same time. And times and time again, I always see like manufacturing generator, when they have multiple projects going on, they actually lights up. And to me as a projector, I was like, okay, I'm just going on one project at a time. So what, what is it for a projector then? What is their background? The power of the projector is in our guidance. If you are a projector, the first important message that I would tell you is to value yourself and your guidance and to give your guidance to those who value your advice. A lot of time projector feel bitter when their advice are not taken by the others. It's not the problem of the other person. For the projector, they have to understand that because even though you have very good advice, the timing is important and giving your advice to the right person is also very important. For me, this is life changing to understand like how I should, should operate. And the other thing that I always suggest projector to do is to work on their self-esteem and self-confidence. I mean, obviously everyone has to work on their self-esteem and self-confidence. I think everyone has no, yeah. <laughs> issues on self-esteem and self-confidence to different degrees. 
but this is especially important for projectors. Right. And, you know, if someone finds out that they're a projector, they probably feel so much relaxed when they just get told, just, you know, work on yourself, trust your guidance. Like, that's such an empowering thing to, to know about yourself. Yeah, exactly. And then lastly is the reflector. So reflector is like the unicorn in human design because only 1% of the populations are reflector. So they are very rare. The power of them is their ability to see things in a very objective way. Similar to projector, I would suggest them to give their understanding of what they see or their perspective to people who value themselves. And the other thing that is very important for a reflector is to be in the right place, meaning to be in a place that they feel comfortable because a reflector is very easily affected by their environment. So being in the right place that feel comfortable for them could make a huge difference on their life. And again, that's such an important thing to know for some people because human design gives us a way to, to act that is like, going to really enhance what we have as individuals already, you know, as unique people, because everyone kind of thinks that we have to behave in certain ways in order to be successful and stuff. But human design gives a basis for like, you know, you don't have to behave in, you know, what way is best for that person. You have to behave what in a way or act in a way that's uniquely best for yourself. Yes, exactly. And that's how I feel like human design brought so much acceptance to an individual. And in the time where like so many people just don't accept themselves, everyone's trying to be something else. And I love this teachings. It's like, okay, you can just be yourself. And here is the best ways to be yourself and enhance yourself. Yeah. And also because growing up, we were always told that we cannot be ourselves. We were always told that how we act, how we talk, how we eat, even eating can be a very heating argument in a family because I've seen so many parents, they have struggled with the eating habits of their children. It's like, why my children is not eating in the morning? Why they don't stick to their eating time? But through human design, now they understand it's like somebody are not designed to eat in the morning. Cool. It's so interesting. It, it's a lot of time it's so validating because some people they're just not hungry in the morning they don't feel hungry and some people they they have been some some people are designed to like breakfast and lunch and dinner like on a very regular basis but some people they are they are more inclined to just taking light snacks in the morning and a big dinner in the evening Mm, it's so it's so crazy that something like you know human design can actually tell you even the smallest things about about yourself and the best way to act for yourself yes and that's why I love human design because I don't know that understanding part just talked to me maybe because I grew up in an environment that I'm not accepted growing up I don't feel the acceptance and I think maybe because of the lack of being acceptance that makes me want to be the one who help each other to understand and accept each other. I love that. And we have obviously spoke before and I I love your views on uh, human design and spirituality in general. At a level, it is simple, right? Yeah. And I guess, you know, it's important to accept yourself as you are. Yes, I think that acceptance will solve so many problems because I think a lot of problem at the end of the day is because we don't accept who we are. 
Totally. And so many people will resonate with that because like we said earlier, you're just trying to be something that someone else is doing. You think that that's the best way, you know? Yes. And we don't believe that we are valuable. We don't believe that we're lovable. We don't believe that we are acceptable. And then we go all through all the different spiritual modalities. And at the end of the day, it's all about understanding that we are valuable. We are lovable. Just just as we are, you know. (laughs) Just as we are. The problem with a lot of spiritual practices is we kind of get into this thing where we think we have to be something else in in order to be enlightened. And, you know, we have to get to this level where, you know, we meditate all day and, you know, we're so peaceful and stuff. And and it becomes very complex in terms of it. It's really not about that. Yes. I think everyone has their journey when they start their spiritual journey. My spiritual journey starts seven years ago. When I watch a YouTube show, obviously it's in Cantonese, in Hong Kong, but that opens my eyes and opening my path to spirituality. And in that interview, I was very moved inside. And the reason I moved is because I feel like finally I feel being understood. I don't know why. That interview was not talking about me. It was talking about spirituality. It was two persons sharing their spiritual understanding. But I don't know why. I just have that feeling of, okay, so this is something that I have to look into because I feel so much resonance during the whole interview. And so they have introduced some books. And so I start reading the books that they introduced in the show. And one book leads to another book and leads to another book. And I was trying to find people that are also interested in spirituality in Hong Kong. Because at that time, I don't know none of them. And somehow, I am able to find a group of people. And I went to one of the gatherings. And it's a meditation. And it's just totally changed my life on a very, very fundamental level. And then a, a lot of things happened since then. And then I start to read a lot of books. One of the books is The Conversation with God. I don't know. It was a book. It was supposed to be a book. But when I opened it, it became an audio book. I don't know what happened, but that voice penetrated my whole body. The words that I was reading becomes audio and when I read I was crying inside I cried not because I was sad I cried because I felt so much resonance that makes me want to understand more about spirituality on my path to spirituality I also when you because at the beginning you share that spirituality is not about just meditations and being all the good stuff and healing stuff something of the dimensions or like a lot of jargons but that was I was exposed to at the very beginning so I thought okay I, I thought those were the truth I'm not so sure if you really understand what I'm trying to say but... oh yeah 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 
It's like at the beginning of your journeys when you start that spiritual journey. So you go and raise your vibrational frequency, get to fifth dimension and you hear all these words and you that's all you obsess over it. And, you know, that becomes your journey when, you know, it's it's not just about that. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing that amazed me is how much healing that it gives me because I think like everybody else, everyone has some trauma, some emotional trauma that they have to overcome. So I'm just like everybody, I got some trauma that I need to resolve. And those teaching kind of helped me at the very beginning. So I thought those teaching were truth until I realized that I'm just in another hamster's will. Will, <laughs> yeah. The, the spiritual hamster will. <laughs> yeah. Until I finally I realized, okay, something doesn't feel right. People talk about vibrations all the time. People talk about healing all the time. Like the crystal or I'm I'm not no disrespect to those kind of teaching, just sharing my journeys. The oils or whatever tools that try to help you to release all the negative emotions or you have to go back and past life regressions and you have to go back to see what's happening when you were young, your inner child to heal your inner child, to be with your inner child, to talk to your inner child. Yeah, I get no respect to those teachings. But the thing is, I feel like I'm just on an other hamster wheel. I feel like something is solved. Obviously, a lot of changes have happened. But deep down, I just feel like I cannot get out of this hamster wheel. I, I'm not so sure like how to put it in words, but I just feel like trapped again in the hamster wheel. Until, until one day, I came across Dr. Joe Dispenza and he explains spirituality in such a way that is so simple and so scientific and he doesn't have all the jargons and he has explained the unexplainable in such a simple scientific way that makes me realize that, okay, everything is just about awareness. Everything is just about understanding yourself because we only understand 5% of ourselves because our consciousness is only consists of like our waking consciousness. Consciousness, they said that it's only about 5% of our whole consciousness. So through his teaching, I realized that spirituality is just about understanding be 95% yeah below what's going on below exactly yeah yeah it's just about understanding that 95% and in order to understand that 95% you have to be very quiet and you have to let go of the past no matter what happened no matter how many traumas that you have experienced no matter how much angry pain that you feel no matter how much that you think the other person is responsible for what you have been through, you have to let it go because that's the only way to be present. And only when you are present will you be able to really understand the 95% of who you really are, the bigger versions of who you are, the all the delicious life energy that are you. That's so powerful. I love your words about that because it just brings it back to the fact that spirituality is simple and spirituality is about going within and knowing what's within. 
but like you said we all have our journeys you know so hopefully someone will hear this now and they will just think actually uh, you know I need to stop looking outside of myself and start going within and find out what's going on there yes because I have my clients and my students and I always recommend them to have the courage to look within and if you are drawn to different healing modalities go ahead because sometimes we all need help I'm not invalidating those healing modalities because some I I try those I, I, I have been there and I have tried them and they sort of helped me and I think we all have that weak moment that we just want someone to save us to help us right but but if you can do it yourself make a decision just let go of the past no matter how difficult it is no matter how painful how angry how you think the other person or your parents are responsible for all your problems let it go make your decision if you can do it yourself because you will feel so much power when you can do it yourself definitely and I guess you know all these sort of external things in spirituality and that they're just guides you know they're just guides to to support but they're not there to to save you or to actually do the work for you you know you've got to do the work yes and to me that's our free will we have a choice definitely I love that I think to wrap up we're just going to sort of show people what you actually do okay Tracy's very kindly done me a little uh, mini reading uh, human design reading yeah. do you want to give me and our listeners a little little walkthrough on, on what you do and how you help people you know understand the authentic then okay so this is Emma this is her human design chart so I'm just going to uh, show you something so this is actually the real chart and can you see like the outside wheel? Mm-hmm. The outside wheel is actually the wheel of the I Ching. Okay. So can you see, have you heard of I Ching? No, no. It, or some people pronounce it I Ching. So it's a very chi- uh, ancient Chinese teaching. Mm. So the number here correspond to the I Ching teaching because the I Ching has 64 number. So also human design has 64 number. And in human design, we call it 64 gates. Okay, gates. In I Ching, it's called Hasagram. Hasagram. Yes. Okay, can you see this symbol? Yep. I'm not so sure if you are familiar with astrology. Yeah. So this is the planet, the symbol of the planet. So basically, your chart is based on the movement of the planet on the Aichi Mandela, the moment you were born and three months before you were born. Cool. Okay, so this is the energy the planets are on the Aichi Mandela, the moment you were born. Right. So it's in black. Interesting. And this is in red. So this is the energy three months before you were born. So some people will say that this is the consciousness, conscious part, meaning that these are the characters that you are most likely to aware. Be aware of. Okay, cool. Yeah. The red, some people would say this is the unconscious part, meaning that these are, it might, these might be the characters that you might not be aware of. Down below. <laughs> yeah. Other people notice that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But if you are a very self-aware person, it doesn't really make a huge difference. And also there are some people, they say that, 
that these the red one is the character that you inherited from your mothers and grandparents. Uh, not just your mothers. I mean parents and grandparents. Ancestors. Yeah, yeah. It's the characters that you in, you inherited from your ancestors. So this is your chart. Okay. What does it all mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm just, I'm going to give you a mini reading and and let you understand a little bit about yourself. Cool. So in human design, you can see that you are a generator and you are a one three generator. So for a generator, it means that you're here to do what lights you up, and the more you do what lights you up, the more energetic you are and more radiance you are. And in that radiancy, you will attract anything that you want that fits you. Into your world, and so if you are also a generator and listening to it, just remember that if you want more flow and opportunities in your life, do what lights you up and keep doing what lights you up, and you will see changes. I promise. Mm-hmm. And I can I can <laughs> vouch for that. <laughs> Definitely, the more I've like let go of control and just done what lights me up and allowed things to come to me, it's it's really made changes in my life. Yeah. That's why I feel like human design is so much validating because you already know inside of you, but human design just give you a push that okay, I'm on on the right path, and then you can see that you are your profile is one three. So I'm just telling you that how does it come from? Where does it come from? One three. Can you see that this is the one here? Yep. And this is the three. Mm-hmm. So this this is why you are one three. So one three means that. So the one means that you have an investigative quality. So whatever interests you, you investigate. You can go really deep down the rabbit hole. Whatever that interests you, you want to go so deep that you become the expert. A lot of time. And people will look into you when they want to find that information because you have so much in- information to give to others. And then the three means that you are here to learn through experiments and trial and error. Usually, if you have a three, the more mistake you you make, the more growth you have. So the combination one three means that you are here to study whatever that interests you, and through that and with. Theme those informations. You will experiment those informations to see if they are valid or not, and then you are sh- you are here to share your findings, and you are also here to grow from them. I can see where that resonates, definitely. Cool. And then your definitions is a single definition. So we have single definitions, we have split definitions, we have triple definitions, and we have quadruple definitions. So you are a second sing, single definitions means that you process informations very quickly, and a lot of time, what I find is people with single definitions have problem at school because they already understand it already, and they don't want to sit in that classroom for such a long time. Mm-hmm, yeah, and then in the work workplace. Single definitions are the kind of people who hate meetings because they already process the informations and it's like a waste of time for them.、Mm. And then you can say that you can see that your inner authority is sacral. So what does that mean? Is the authority helps you to make a decision that is correct for you. So whatever that lights you up is a correct decision for you. And this is what sacral means technically. You should have a sacral voice inside of you that is aha and aha.、Uh-uh. It means that when things lights you up, your body actually pronounces a sound aha.、Uh-huh. 
And then if the spanking doesn't light you up, your body actually would pronounce a sound, uh-uh. It helps you to make a decision in the moment. I would find I'm very like, like I don't try and base my decisions on, you know, what's in front of me. I base it on kind of like what I feel. I've had to learn the difference between what feels right based on my intuition and then what my ego is trying to replicate to tell me that feels right the intuition side of it you feel it because you know it's neutral and you're like you're just being pulled in a way it's not like emotional but it's like a pull yeah yeah it's like a feeling that cannot like be explained and there's negative energy associated with it exactly yeah exactly that so this this is basically uh what these informations here means Cool. So interesting. Thank you for that, Tracy. <laughs> Gives me a really good understanding. There's so much more about what I can tell you. I'm just give you like a taste of it, okay? <laughs> so you can see that these here, the triangle and the square, is called the energy center in human design. There are nine energy center, and you can see that four of them are color, and five of them open or or undefined. So where you are open and undefined is where you get distracted. One of the places that probably distract you a lot is people's emotions. As you have an open emotional solar plexus, so what does that mean is that you can, you are, you are an empath, you can feel. You don't know why, but you can actually feel like the people's emotions. And sometimes yes, <laughs> it can be very hard for you to distinguish the emotions whether those emotions belongs to you or the other person yeah I love that totally I can really resonate with that and because you also have the gate 15 is this combinations will make you have a tendency to be a people pleaser meaning that you try to keep everybody happy when somebody know that okay this is by nature by design, that's where they got distracted. Now they know how to deal with it because when that happened again, when that feeling of overwhelming emotions happened again, they now know that, okay, I don't have to react to it like right now. I can actually leave the room first to see if that emotions remains. If that emotions remains, then I know this is emotions is mine. It's not the other person. And if that emotions disappear, then I know that emotions is other person. And this really validates that for people. Yeah, you don't have to react to other people's emotions. Because that's when you cause yourself so much stress when you start reacting, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then you can also see that you have the will center open. So the will center, if this is open, a lot of time what happens is it's easily for you to try to do a lot of things to validate your worth. A lot of time when I see people with this configurations, I will always tell them that if you find yourself, if you catch yourself doing something to validate yourself, again, stop yourself. Stop going down that hamster wheel. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. At the very beginning, it could be hard. Because you want people to validate your worth. But if you try and then you practice and then by the hundred times, it will become very easy. You just got to practice it, basically. Become aware and then practice becoming more and more aware. Yeah. And then you can see that you have the throat center totally open. So you are somebody who are who, who can be very good at languages, at learning languages, because you are very good at imitating people's voices 
Oh. A lot of people, if they have the open throat, they are very good at languages and communications because they they can use their throat in so many different ways. So this is the advantages. But sometimes, if you have an open throat, what happen is you could have a tendency to feel like people don't hear you. I can see that. Yeah. What you can do is to be silent instead of talking. To try to get attention, a lot. I see a lot of people with this configuration, especially when they are nervous. They try to talk, and a lot of time when they want to have people's attentions, they talk. But you usually have a negative reactions from the other people, and people could find them annoying. And the best way for them is to keep silence, and in that silence, is actually attract people's attention. Interesting, because I'm I'm a massive talker, <laughs> so, but. On the podcast where I've been, um, you know, interviewing people, I have to be the one that's being quiet and listening. So that's really interesting. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. And then if you can keep quiet and wait for that recognitions and invitations, then you talk. You will find a lot of more acceptance from the other end. So like silence and waiting, and then when it feels right, like the sacral, the sacral kind of thing, is it then to then to speak? Yeah, and your voice will becomes much more powerful. Interesting. And、uh, you can see that your open. This is uh the head center. This is open, and this is the ashina center. This is also open. Uh, you are open to many different people's opinions. Yeah, I'm never. I'm. I'm not an opinionated person myself yeah, either. Yeah. So this is the one sign of this configurations, and the other sign is sometimes it could be hard for you to make up your mind because everyone seems correct. So sometimes this configuration could be lost because they don't know who to listen to. It gives me an understanding a lot of a lot of my behaviors and the way that I act. Sometimes I would definitely be taking some of those sort of ways of doing things into my life now. <laughs> Thank you for that, Tracy. You're welcome. So, where where can people find you if they want to? If on Instagram or your website?、Uh, my website is souljourney dot info, and my Instagram is souljourney one one o one. Great, we're gonna have those in the show notes. So、mm-hmm. if anyone wants to get in touch with Tracy, make sure you do. She's such an incredible person. I've absolutely loved talking to to her. To wrap up, what I usually do is I get、uh, my guests to answer to answer one question, and that is, if someone needed to hear something right now, I want you to share a message from your soul. Everything is going to be okay, no matter what have you have been through. Everything is going to be okay. I know that sometimes life is not easy. It's hard. You just want to blame everyone. It's hard to take back control. But if you can let it go, everything you want is on the other side. You don't have to trust me, but I just want to want you to know that I have been in your position. It doesn't work to stay in that victim's position. It doesn't work that way. So take up your courage. Let everything go. It's hard, but like Doctor Joe Dispenza said, you can't go to the future if you carry the past. <laughs> I love that, Tracy. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure interviewing you. I love talking to you, Emma. You're such a beautiful soul. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap from today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And don't forget to watch our episode next week on Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST. If you want to connect with us, then you can find our social media links in our bio and it's at soulfulboard at Instagram. You can also support us if you'd like on Patreon. Thank you so much, guys, and we hope you found a little bit of inspiration in this episode. Thank you.